It's August, and back-to-school time is here. So before all the things begin, like carpool and homework and earlier bedtimes, I want to ask you a question today. How can you and I focus on being intentional as moms to make the most of the school year with our kids? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. As summertime is coming to a close, I'm going to miss the longer days of sunshine and then letting the kids stay up later and then you getting to sleep later. But getting back on a more consistent schedule that comes with back to school time is honestly pretty welcomed at my house at this point. Plus, I know that my kids are kind of missing seeing their friends throughout the week. You might find that your family is in a transition year this year. Maybe they're starting a new school. Maybe you're starting to homeschool, or it's your first time sending your baby off to preschool. And believe me, I understand because my youngest is changing schools this year and going from preschool to kindergarten. I honestly can't even believe that he's that old, but I know leaving his preschool and all the friends and teachers that he knows is going to be scary, but he gets to start school with his older brother, so he is excited about that. But wherever you find yourself with your family, summer's coming to an end, and you've taken the kids for their physicals, you've bought the school supplies, you've filled out all the forms, and it's time to start back to school. So before the carpools come and homework and all those things begin, I want to ask you a question today. How can you and I focus on being intentional as moms to make the most of this school year with our kids? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here are five back-to-school challenges for both you and I this year as our kids start back to school. So number one, don't forget to slow down. It's easier to get up on the first day of school When everything's new and you want to walk them in and kiss them goodbye and tell them to have a wonderful day. But let's be honest, as life gets busier and as the days go on, you're starting to run late or someone forgets their folder for school or their project and you're turning into carpool on two wheels and things just kind of get crazier as the days go on. And I'm speaking to myself here, too. Don't forget to slow down. Always make time every single morning to sit down the lunch boxes or whatever you have going on and hug them and kiss them and tell them that you love them every day before they go to school. It's so important for their emotional security. Number two, be an example. Your kids are watching you and my kids are watching me. Adrian Rogers has this great quote that I want to read. He says, we owe to our children an example. Did you know there are a lot of things that they can't learn any other way? They can't really learn it in Sunday school. They can't learn it in public school. They've got to have it demonstrated. Now, what are we interested in with our kids? Well, sports, grades, physical health, popularity, ability. But who is demonstrating and teaching them godly character? I think practically he means here, let your kids see you with your Bible out in the morning. Maybe even share with them like a small truth of something that you're learning. So if they come up and say, what are you reading? You might share a little verse or just an overview of a Bible story that you're reading. You know, pray with them every day. Just find simple ways to bring up Jesus in everyday moments. I don't ever want to leave it for question 
whether or not my kids know that I love Jesus or that I read my Bible, I want to show them that every day. Just remember, your kids are watching you and my kids are watching me. So we want to make this something that they know that we love Jesus. Number three, fill your home with unconditional love. That's just kind of a fancy way of saying when they don't make the team or when they've had a bad day, when they get their feelings hurt from a friend, when they make a bad choice or they mess up or, you know, whatever their discipline is at school. I think mine was like getting their duck out of the pond or moving the little stick over or whatever it is, going from red to green. They won't be afraid to tell you. They won't be afraid to come to you. They'll know that you love them no matter what so that that way they feel like they can be honest and open up and tell you how they're feeling or tell you how they messed up that day knowing that you're still going to love them, even if things may need to be addressed or improved or some discipline happen, that your love doesn't change for them. You know, I want my boys to know that they can always come to me, even if they know that I'm not going to like it, what they have to say, but I'm still going to love them through it. Just like a little practical tip, talking around the dinner table a lot of times opens up your kids about things that have happened that day or right after you pick them up from school or practice or wherever you've been while it's still fresh on their minds. That's just a great time to like have those conversations. Number four, on those same lines, always encourage and affirm your kids every day. Adrian Rogers said, children need encouragement like a plant needs water. I love that. Currently, all the plants in my backyard are dying, so not doing a good job with the actual plants. But with my kids, I know that I can give them verbal encouragement every day. And I try to do this with them. Sometimes I, sometimes I fail, but I make it my goal every night to bless my kids at bedtime. So this is just kind of an easy challenge to remember even if you feel like you've failed a few times throughout the day. This is kind of what I do. I'm going to give you a little example. I'll speak encouraging words over each of them at bedtime. I'll say things like, I'm so proud of you for being a leader today, getting along with your brother, making good decisions, how you stood up for someone, just et cetera, kind of things like that. Or you could say, I love your fill in the blank. I love your smile. I love your kindness. I love your heart for Jesus. I love the way that you do this and, you know, say whatever it is. And this just sends them to bed with their love tank full. They're ready for a new day. They may not remember all the things that happen day to day, but I think that they're always going to remember those moments where you spoke those blessings over them and how you affirmed them. And number five, the last one, This one's kind of a challenge for you and your kids. Challenge them to be a light for Jesus to others, even at a young age. This is a really great challenge to tell them before school, like as they're getting ready, as they're walking out the door, maybe you're dropping them off in the car. You can just say something simple like this. Okay, remember, go be a light for Jesus. Just a simple phrase like that to remind them that we need to go out and be lights for Jesus. So what does that mean? You probably learned the song when you were in church, when you were little, and you've probably sang it with your kids before, The this little light of mine. I'd sing it, but not a very good singer. <laughs> but, you know, you hear that part about hide it under a bushel. No. And my kids one time were like, what does that what does that mean? And so I think it was best demonstrated. I just told them, okay, I think I can show you better than I can explain it. So I turned off all the lights one night and it was already dark outside. 
and I took a flashlight and I turned it on and it just kind of lit up that whole corner of the room. It pierced the darkness. And I told him, that's what carrying the light of Jesus is like. You turn off all the lights and you see that that light in the darkness. And I said, you can be that light in the darkness when you go out into the world, wherever you go, school, practice, wherever it is. And there's a verse that I shared with them. And it's Matthew 15, verses 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So tell your kids they can do this. They can be a light at their school or if they're homeschooled, they can be a light at their co-op or wherever they're going, the activities that they're doing. And in that same way, a challenge to you, mom, you know, you and I, we can be lights in our home. We can be lights in our workplace, just wherever you find yourself at the grocery store when the line's forever long, you can be a light in the way that you handle it compared to somebody else. You know, don't hide your light for Jesus. I think a lot of times we demonstrate this to our kids. We just kind of keep our light for Jesus in our pocket. And when we know it's safe or convenient, we pull it out. And um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I know I, I know I fail at it a lot, but I want to be a light for Jesus. And I want to challenge my kids to do that as well. So that's just a great challenge for you and for the kids. And as I close today, I just want to mention that a lot of the ideas— And some of the quotes and things that I shared were from a message by Adrian Rogers that was called Raising Kids That Count. And if you want to take what we've talked about today a step further, this message and the outline would be great for you to check out. And it's free from our hosting ministry, Love Worth Finding. I have included both of those links for the outline and the message in the show notes if you want to check that out. So you might want to do that. There's some really good stuff in there. So thank you so much for listening today for our five back-to-school challenges. If you've really enjoyed this episode, there are two ways that you can help more moms find this ministry. The first is leave a podcast review. I know this takes a few minutes, but it's really, really helpful for our ministry. And if you do this and you'd like to email me or message me on Instagram or something like that and let me know that you did it, I would be happy to send you a free copy of our Casting of the Flowers devotional coloring book. And then also don't forget to share it with your mom friends and tag us. That always helps. And to catch all the latest, you can follow me at Faithful31Moms on Instagram. Thanks again and have a blessed day.